your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. You can join me on Spotify Greenroom next week to get in on the action. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we are joined by NHL Twitter superstar Spoked Z to talk some of the crazy happenings from this past week in the NHL. We'll talk about the Pierre Maguire hire by the Senators. We'll also discuss the Zach Parise and Ryan Suter buyouts and the Duncan Keith trade to the Oilers. So plenty to discuss with Spoked Z. Hope your Friday's off to a great start. We've got a good one for you here today. So let's get right to it. Spoked Z, joining Locked on Wild. As I mentioned, we are joined today by Spoked Z. And if you are a regular in the NHL Twitter sphere, you are very familiar with his work. And so we are going to talk all things NHL offseason, Stanley Cup celebration, you name it, we'll cover it. Spoke, tell her things going. Just living the dream. You know, happy to be here, <laughs> talk hockey, and uh, drink some Coors Lights. Oh, there we go. That's that's the vibe we like. I am, uh, you, you're you on the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning schedule for celebrating yep. the Cup. We, we are fully, fully on board for that. And why don't we start right there? Tampa Bay Lightning celebrating their Stanley Cup win like no other with a boat parade, which has just become like the thing to do for Tampa teams that win championships. Oh, but they also did a little damage to the Stanley Cup itself. So let's just, first off, is that the craziest Stanley Cup celebration that you've seen? Or has any team in recent memory been able to top what the Lightning are currently doing? Well, I mean, it seems like every year now, like they're trying to up whoever did it the year before. Now they're just trying to up themselves, which is <laughs> that's just dangerous. Uh, the Capitals really did some damage there, too. No one put a dent in the last couple of years like they just put a dent in that one. So that's something else. But I think now, like literally everything gets recorded and everything yes. is like tweeted out there. So I think we're seeing a lot more. Uh, but I mean, these guys rip it up. Whoever wins the cup, they rip it up for like three straight months, just pure chaos. Oh, and now sure. with the shortened off season, I'm sure Tampa's really, I mean, we've seen a lot of it, but they're going extra hard considering they're not going to have as much time and they're doing it pretty well. Yeah. They're, uh, uh, they're so trying to make credit it to them. Yeah, for sure. I, um, one of my favorite things from Bill Guerin's press conferences over the last couple of days is somebody asked him point blank if his celebrations ever involved the Stanley Cup being dented. And he responded by saying strictly, I, I can't comment on that. Those stories are going to go with me to the grave. And so I don't know if I, I don't know if he did actually have an instance like that or if he's just kind of living with the moment. But I mean, props to Bill Guerin if he does have some crazy cup stories that he's not willing to share. He. Yeah, so they're never going to tell you, uh, <laughs> but I can guarantee you that that cup has seen really bad days, like like really bad. Yeah. Uh, and I know like every team has some story where it's like, oh, we almost lost the cup or oh, we kind of like broke it. Like the Islanders when they won 
all those cops. I know they were. They did some really bad damage to it. And if you listen to Justin Bourne talk about it, his dad had to like literally fix it. So I don't know if they took it back from him and then like whatever changed the cup again. But I know he had to put like screws in there and he had to put plates in. Like he actually had to fix the cup and they gave it back. So those screws might still be in there, but they really did some damage. So I mean, some of the stuff that that cop's been through, it's like. All right. Uh, I would go crazy with that thing. I'd be drinking stuff out of it, eating out of it. But why are you doing that in the cup? Like, don't do that. Yeah. I, like, I don't even know why that's like part of the celebration thing. I'm, I was I just. That's why they have the keeper now, the white glove guy. Yeah. That, that's <clears throat> the most important job in all of sports is making sure that the Stanley what Cup. What a life. Like, the Stanley Cup doesn't have anything too bad happen to it. And so I wonder, like, honestly. I wonder if that guy is slipped any like money under the table to where hockey players are like, "Hey, can you like can you avert your eyes for like 20 minutes or can we just take this for like an hour and give it back to you?" Not uh, not a bad gig to uh, I I'm sure he's been approached by some players who just want to take that thing for a weekend. He's I mean, like I don't even know if there's an amount of money that you could slip him, he would be like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Like, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> just slip me that. Under. I think, like, based on what I know about him and, like, just asking around, like, he's, he's, like, he's kind of a weird dude. He's a super nice dude. But, like, he's, the thing is his baby. Like, and he doesn't mess around with it. So, like, if it gets too crazy or if someone that didn't win the cup tries to, like, pick it up, he's, he, like, literally will step in with these guys in the NHL. I'm like, nope, nope, not happening. Oh, man. Sit down. Wow. Like, that's mine. So, like, I know he takes it. I mean, he has to take it serious because, I mean, he's even there and they still, like, cracked it in half and bent the bowl. <laughs> like, he's, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't mess around with that thing. So, Good for him, but what a what a life, what a league! Yeah, no kidding. Um, which which Tampa Bay player do you think has had the best time from what we've seen in the? Uh, yep, thank you. Yeah, he. It's um, incredible, man. I hate the guy. I hate him a lot <laughs> uh, when I watch him play hockey. Uh, but like off the ice when he's winning, like I hate him and I hate the Lightning and I don't want them to win like another game. Like I despise them, but like I just want. Kucherov to win every cup ever. Yeah. Because that guy is incredible. Like, I mean, the, the Zoom, the <laughs> that was my favorite thing ever. He called Mark Andre Fleury, uh, whatever the guy from Vegas. That's what he called him. He f- pretended that he forgot his name Jeez. and he just went nuts. But I want that dude to win every cup like literally ever as long as he's in the league and he should be forced to strap on a GoPro so he we can watch him in his escapades after he wins the cup. Just like surgically implants a camera yeah. and a microphone. He's Russian, so Putin's probably already got <laughs> one in there. You know what I mean? Like he's probably already being tracked. He they'll they'll be this word will somehow get back to him and be like, Yeah, we've already done that. We're way ahead of you guys. Oh, There's man. like seven chips in him now. Jeez. You know what I mean? What? He's a robot. He's not real. He's not a heel. No, not a real he's, human. he's an android. What a vibe. Uh, tell you what, we have plenty of other things to talk about. I want to get your uh, reaction to the transition from Booth 
to upper management that we had happen uh, with a certain NBC Sports uh, personality. So we'll talk about that. We got plenty of other things to talk about with Spoke Z, and we'll continue the conversation next here on Locked on Wild. Continuing our chat with Spoke Z of the NHL Twitter landscape and Spoke, we got to talk about the Pierre Maguire experience. Uh, obviously, NBC Sports no longer going to be a thing, so hockey is moving to ESPN, which means we get an entirely new broadcast crew and that the former crew has to find other things to do. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes you just end up going into the front office of a team. In the case of Pierre Maguire, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty shocked at this news. What, uh, what was your reaction to Pierre Maguire uh, being the now VP of player development for the... Uh, it's for Washington, isn't it? It's for the uh, or no? It's for Ottawa. Ottawa. Thank you, Washington, Ottawa. Same thing. Um, yeah, same color. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Pierre Maguire? Never heard of him. You know, he's a very non-controversial guy. You know, it was, a, it was a sneaky hire by those pesky sends. Uh, never heard of him. You know, we'll have to see how. No, this dude is. When I saw that, I was in tears. I mean, like, in tears because there's so many people who care way too much about anything he does, anything he says, any, like, picture of him. They're just like, this mother... <laughs> Caught myself, don't worry. There you go, don't have to edit that one out. Um, but, like... I have never hated Pierre. Like, I actually enjoy him because I think he's one of the most entertaining human beings on the face of the earth. Everything he says, I cry laugh. Like, I just start laughing. Like, I, I just can't take him serious, so I can't get mad at him. Yeah. But people are, like, freaking out over him getting, like, any job. Like, that dude could have, like, left, got, like, a 9 to 5 at, like, an office, and people have been like, this is unbelievable. I cannot believe they're giving him an opportunity. <laughs> Like, dude, that kid or that kid, the guy knows literally everything about every player ever. And so I knew he was going to get a job with a team at some point. I was curious to see what the role would be because he's interviewed over the past like five, ten years. He's probably interviewed for like ten different GM spots. So like he's been on people's radar. And like a lot of that is like people want to interview him and talk to him. Not necessarily because they plan on hiring him, but like just to see what he thinks and like hear another opinion. And the dude's been around hockey forever and he is obsessed with the game and he knows a lot about like young kids that haven't been drafted yet. They're coming up, knows a ton about junior hockey, college hockey. So it's not like people are thinking that he's now the GM and it's like, no, he's VP, which is a very funny title of player development. So it's basically they hired his brain, not because he's going to be making like some GM decisions. So at the end of the day, like with where Ottawa is and like, they have so many young players, it could be good. Like it could be a good hire. Uh, He's a smart dude. He's weird and he's very odd. Yeah. And like the things he says, you're sitting there like, Oh my God, like that (laughs) was incredible. (laughs) And apparently he just hates analytics, which, yeah, 
if the analytics people, I don't know why they care. Like, I just don't know why he gets, they get so upset about it. Like, I cannot believe that he is talking about us like this. It's like, dude, it's Pierre Maguire. Are you really insulted? Like, well, he has a job in hockey. He has a voice in hockey. Like, dude, it's, it's Pierre Maguire. Yeah. Come on. It's like very funny that he actually can't stop saying it. Like, he just can't. There'll be questions that won't even be about analytics. He's like, I don't know if there's an analytics equation for like where I have to like uh, now punch into my GPS to get to my office. There's not an analytic equation for that. It's just skill. It's memory. It's all brain power and it's will to get there. And then it's just like, wow, that guy just pulled that out of nowhere. This guy just hates analytics. It's incredible. (laughs) But the other day, long story short, like I think it's like a fine hire. I mean, it's a VP of player development, so he's not even in charge. They literally just hired him because he knows a lot about every single league. And, like, I listened to an interview with him and the amount that he does before a draft. And, like, it's it's insane. Like, the dude has watched every junior hockey game, like, for the last however many years. So, it could, I think it's going to be a fine hire. Again, he's not making – like, he's not making trades. He doesn't run the franchise. He's not coaching. So, who cares? But, like, it, it, I think it could be a good hire for him, to be honest with you. For sure. And it's like – He's in a spot where he can offer his opinions on things, and it's like the higher ups don't necessarily have to go with it if they don't like it. Like he can say, "Well, this is what I and, think." They can say, "Okay, yeah, right, exactly." Like so, it's it's kind of he's like joining the think tank. You know what I mean? Like exactly. he's going to have a voice and he's got input, but at the same time, like D, or, uh, what's his name doesn't have to be like, "Yep, that's what we're going to do." This because is, that's this a good is idea. what well, we're know? going with. Yeah, exactly. Right. Also, it could. You know who else is really weird in Ottawa is Melnick. So maybe yeah. they'll become best friends and they're hiring Pierre to be best friend of Eugene Melnick and distract him from doing literally anything of note uh, so they can run their franchise without having to worry about like Eugene Melnick showing up with a $45 rep- replica <laughs> jersey and talking to Mark Borowiecki about uh, the Ottawa Senators during their rebuild. So maybe they're avoiding that, like posting that video. I mean, you know, so maybe they'll be boys on that yacht. They'll be hanging out in the yacht, talking hockey, and they'll be best friends. Yeah, the the distraction factor is real. Um, speaking of, I don't know, that was a weird segue, but uh, Ken Holland's in the news as well Kenny. for the uh, acquisition of. Basically, they acquired him because he has every accolade you can think of: Stanley Cup winner, Norris Trophy winner. Um, Duncan Keith is now an oiler, but it's not the Duncan Keith that we all knew from his Blackhawks days. It's a much older version. And so what did you think of the, uh, what did you think of the acquisition in which I think the most interesting part was there's no salary being retained. The Oilers were perfectly comfortable taking the entire salary on and giving away prospects still. It's, uh, it's kind of baffling to me. It was, um... I mean, once it got float, like once it was floated out there that like he was going to Western Canada, which is like a very weird way of <laughs> like he's going somewhere. It's uh, west and it's not in the U.S. and it is in the NHL. I was like, okay, great, thanks. Um, I've been trying to like make it like a little bit less crazy, and then I started. I mean, it makes no sense. Like, it, well, but it, it, it does if you really value the things that the Oilers say they're valuing in this trade, I guess. And I mean, 5-3, I 
that's what he's making now. It's not like some insane number. It's a really bad number for how he plays now and what his role will ultimately be with them. Um, the good side of like the stuff that like, I'm not going to like harp on Kenny Holland for it's like, yes, they gave up Caleb Jones, which is a young D who had a decent year. Who's starting to come up a little bit. Um, it's an asset that you probably could have included in a package for like a different defenseman or like a different player that could help you. But it's not like it's a, some irreplaceable defenseman on your team that like you're giving up to get Duncan Keith back. And right. then it's a whatever. It's a conditional pick. Did it, did it come out what round it's in? Because it just said conditional when I looked at it. Because there's four different, there were four different updates over the course of the day. And after the third one, I was just like, I can't keep up with this trade anymore. This is so insane. I've been like sitting here on my computer, perusing Twitter, trying to figure out what the actual deal is, and I can't take it anymore. Yeah, they were I, just like, I Keith can't. to Edmonton, and then two hours later, Caleb Jones going back. Two hours later, picks involved, and I was just like, Oh my god, I can't. Okay, I was just, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll try. I was like, Fridge, I'll call you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Like, I can't handle this right now. I also just don't care. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know if I've seen even what the actual pick is, but you know that's. So the, it's, that's what I keep. That's what. Okay, so like it depends what round it's in. I mean, realistically, yeah. you still gave up assets for Duncan Keith. They did get Soderlund in the trade. Who early on, I thought he was going to be a decent prospect. Like over the last couple of years, hasn't really worked out for him. But maybe, whatever. Fresh start. Twenty three years old. It's a center. Like played well like during when he was loaned like before the NHL season he went to Sweden he uh, didn't really have a good AHL year but like maybe that maybe that's yeah that worked out for Edmonton I guess um yeah it's just a conditional pick in the 2022 draft which hmm. is also really dumb because that draft is way better than this this one. <laughs> oh, jeez. um Wow. Okay. Come on, Kenneth. Um, I think that I don't think it's going to be as bad as everyone's. Like yeah. Duncan Keith is not Duncan Keith anymore. He's not that guy. Like he just isn't. Right. He's not that guy, pal. Um, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Um, I'll be curious to see what he looks like with Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, realistically, he can be behind his own net. Rim one off the glass, it'll hit McDavid in the chest, and McDavid will go in and score. Assists for days. It literally can like without even trying to. Like he might be on the bench during like ten of his assists next season. <laughs> um, but but like in Edmonton's defense, yes, they're going to get an experienced player who's going to take a lot of the leadership burden off of Drysdale, off McDavid, off those young guys, so it's not only them answering questions, and he's going to be fired up to play. He's going to come in wanting... He's going to come in hungry. Yep. Um, but, man, that was... It was tough when the next day they could have just signed... Or, well, whatever. The suitor thing happened, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. But, like, literally the, ne- the next day that happened, and it was like, man, you could have just done <laughs> not a whole lot to get him. You could have just done that instead. But I'll give him... I'll watch it play out before I go off. But like, it's a really, I mean, it's bad. Like (laughs) there was just so many other options. 
Like there's so many other options. No. But but again, five three isn't a crazy number. No one on their back end makes a ton of money. Right. So I mean it's not gonna crush them. They still have a little bit of space left to do stuff, but like definitely he's not gonna be the piece that's gonna put him over the top. But I'm sure the guys will love him and if he hits a bunch of people, fans will love him. But I just, it's a very weird it was very weird. Very weird trade that happened. Uh and we'll see. It's a bold strategy. We'll see how it plays out for him, Cotton. Well played. Well played with the dodgeball reference. Um, you mentioned Ryan Suter. Let's finish with that. Uh, we'll conclude our chat with Spoked Z coming up next here on Locked on Wild. Oh, hey. Just got my workout done and was going to chomp down on this delicious Built Bar. Wait, hold on. You don't know about Built Bar? Those amazing tasting and great for you protein bars? Wow. Well, I guess I'll try to explain it like this. Built Bar has nine amazing flavors. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. My favorite by far is Raspberry. If you're not sure, though, which one is your favorite, just grab the mixed box and you'll get two each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars amazing tasting, but they're great for you, too. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Plus, get this, Built Bar is the official bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of our chat with Spoked Z of NHL Twitter fame here on Locked. On Wild, and of course, we got to talk about the big buyout news from this week. Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi bought out by the Minnesota Wild. One was not a surprise, the other was a complete surprise to pretty much everybody. But at the end of the day, it was more about how it happened that is the crazy part of this. Spoke, and I, I wanted to get kind of your reaction to the phone calls that made it happen and the buyouts in general. The Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi era in Minnesota, is over. Uh, yeah, that's news to me. Haven't heard about it. No. Um, <laughs> I, like, it sucks. Like, it just sucks. I mean, it definitely, like, I get it. Um, but it's like, when it, like, before you find out that they've both been bought out, you're like, yeah, something needs to happen, at least with Parise. Yeah. Uh, That'll suck, you know, but, like, it it has to happen, so it's fine. And then it happens, both of them. And, you, like, I was just – I didn't even know what to do at first. I was just like, this is <laughs> – How do I process this? The worst. But um, I don't know. It's brutal. The, the, that phone call, how it went down with those two is legitimately, like, insane. Yeah. I, I, Playing phone tag, Suter's trying to comfort Parise, and he's in the back. He's like, "That must, that would be terrible if that would happen. That must, I can't imagine that happening to me because that's awful, and I would be pissed if that happened." Oh my god! Oh, hold on, sorry, I have a, uh, a missed call from Billy G. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he gets it, and he didn't like. He's, I, I think the phone call like thirty seconds. I yeah. think he pretty much went off on Billy G and then hung up. But what a wild, huh? huh. Pun intended. Uh, what a what a what a wild like 
week in Minnesota. I mean, I love Zach Parise. I always will. I don't like that people were just like ripping him yeah. all year long. It's like, dude, like he's, the amount of what he's done in Minnesota, like I don't like, yeah, the, this, this year is bad, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was a weird year, right. condensed schedule. He is another year older. Like it's just a different landscape than it is now. The team's totally different. He's not relied on to do literally anything. Uh, but like that doesn't like just cancel out all the good stuff he's done for what eight years now. Exactly. Like why why does it have to be all right now that he's not with us? Now he is a terrible human being, terrible hockey player. Hate him. Let's uh, tweet at him and tell him he's terrible and that we hate him and that he sucks and that his family should hate him. And uh, yeah, good good job, Billy. I don't get it. Like. That dude has played through so many crazy injuries and then come back after having to take a couple weeks off for, like, breaking every rib that he has because he's just getting cross-checked in front of that, still scoring goals. Like, I don't know. I love that guy. Like, I hate that he got so much hate all year long from, like, fans. Like, I don't think it's fair. Like, it's not like he's not trying. Interesting. He just, like he gave he gave way more than he needed to. Yeah. You know? Like it'd be like, well, he's making so much money, so yeah, that's what his job is. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, and he tried really hard. Like you know, like like he yeah. like that dude worked so goddamn hard. He loved being here. Like I don't think people understand. Like everyone wants to go home and play for their hometown team, but like the that pressure's like took double it to a whole other level, you yeah, know? The pressure is like double when you are playing oh. for your hometown squad as opposed to just can, any team. Yeah. I can tell you coming from Boston, it's crazy here. Like, I mean, yeah. if you're from Boston and like there's it's either it works out and it's fine or it's like it, it's ended a few dudes' careers around here. Like just being here. And like it's just so difficult and that guy wanted to be here. He set records in Minnesota and like he poured it mm-hmm. all out every time he touched the ice. What even the games where he was playing this year, like seven, eight minutes, every shift he was like hundred and fifty percent because he just wants to play. He wants to be in Minnesota. He wants to be a member of the Minnesota Wild. So yeah. I don't understand like just cause it didn't work out and like it didn't translate to points, goals, wins, whatever, like this season only, by the way. Literally only this season. Exactly. This weird season that's not even real. Like why are we now being like, yeah, he's a loser. That guy sucks. Hate him. He didn't like, you know, he should have asked to got to get traded if he knew he was gonna be bad. I saw that one. I was like, well, oh, what? what does that even mean? Like, yeah, I think I'm gonna be shit. This. Oh, sorry. Damn it. So <laughs> That's all right, I got it. Uh, like, yeah, I'm gonna be bad this year, Billy. So if you could trade me, I'd like to do that for the state of Minnesota and all Wild fans. You know, I would love, I would love if you would do that for them, not me. It would be terrible for me, but please trade me. Like, I just don't. I, I don't know. I've never understood that people just like carving some of these guys for like not being good anymore, or not being the same guy that they used to be. Like I've never understood people taking that personally, yeah. as if. Like, as if the athletes be like, yeah, you know what? I don't like these Minnesota Wild fans. I'm going to be a terrible hockey player, and I'm going to um, just not – I'm just going to eat money and uh, not move <laughs> or whatever. Like, 
How do you even get there? Yeah, John. Uh, I, I love Zach Frise forever, dude. Like that guy. I love that dude. Yeah, John five eight five one six two five eight seven on Twitter. Egg, yeah, egg picture. You know. <laughs> I've um, watched hockey for 50 years, and I've never seen a more selfish athlete in my life. People are weird, man. People cool, are just man. weird. Um, Good for you. Yeah, that's that's about all the time we got for this at least initial appearance for you, Spoked. We'll, uh, we'll have to have you on more regularly because the NHL is crazy, and it just it feels right to have you on to break all that stuff down. Before we let you go, though, um, whatever, you, anything you got to plug, uh, feel free to do so before we sign off. Uh, you know, just at spoke Z. That's it. You know, I would say when I do, I run the social media Bruins and pride diehards, which I don't really know why anyone that follows or listens to locked on wild would need <laughs> to know that, but that's the other stuff that I do if, in case you also like the Bruins. Uh, that's what that's that's where that's the other places you can find me. Other than that, just spoke Z and and anyone listening to podcasts slash that has a podcast. I'm trying to set the record for most guest appearances in one summer, so that's you can find me hopefully on every single podcast in America. We'll get you that's there. It. Yeah, two down. <laughs> spoke. Thanks for the time. That Thank you. will wrap up today's episode of Locked On Wild. Make sure to follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at LockedOnWild. Have a great rest of your day. Brand new episodes Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.